Welcome to the Crazy Love Podcast. When you think of God, what comes to mind? Does it align with how the Bible describes God? A.W. Tozer said, The most important thing about you is what you think about when you think about God. In this week's episode, Pastor Francis Chan encourages us to look at God through the lens of Scripture with reverence and a holy fear. He explains that an accurate picture of what God is like can change not only the way you pray, but also your entire way of life. This message was taken from Forerunner Christian Church on May 29th, 2021. So let's jump right in. I'm excited to be with you again. I'm excited about tonight, but I'm also, uh, I almost feel like, uh, how many of you have ever gone skydiving? And when I think about tonight and my message, I feel the same way. I'm very excited to share what I'm about to share. But there's a part of me that is also very afraid because I'm going to be describing God. And, and I believe that's a very sacred thing to do. And this afternoon as I was praying, I began to, to have a little bit of fear. Because I kept saying, God, how can I, a little human being on the earth, describe you? I, I feel a little bit like the, the high priest. You know, in the Old Testament, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies once a year. But that had to be so terrifying that they would talk about how they would tie a rope around the high priest because they would often die in the presence of God. And they tie the rope so they could pull him out. Because it's a very sacred thing to walk into the presence of God. And, and, and in my heart, I feel like it's a very sacred thing to try to describe him. So today I've been begging God, please don't let me say anything that is wrong. I, I don't want to lead anyone into a, a wrong understanding of what he is like. And yet there's another side of me that's so excited because when I understood what God was like, it changed everything. When he opened my eyes and I understood his holiness just a little bit, it changed the way I prayed. It changed the way I lived. My whole lifestyle has changed. And I've been praying that you would get that clear picture of him today because I grew up going to church and I believed in God but I had no idea what he was like. People would tell me to believe in him and they would teach me to pray to him, but they never described him to me. So when I would close my eyes and pray, I, I really had no understanding of what he was like. But everything changed when I saw him. Now, I don't mean that he physically showed up and I could see him. But when I read the Bible's description of him, it really changed me. Now, God explains that no one has ever seen him. But every once in a while in the Bible, he gives someone like a, a vision of him. And I want to share one of those descriptions to you. So I don't know what goes through your mind when I say, imagine God. Whatever picture you have in your head of what God is like, erase that right now. And let's look at what the Bible says about him. Because too many people are quick to share their opinions about him. And they talk about what they think he may be like. But today I want to hear from someone who actually got a vision of heaven. Revelation 4 is one of the passages that changed my life. 
And I want us to look at that chapter today. John says, after this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. I want you to try to imagine this right now. Imagine you walked out the door right now. And then suddenly you look in the sky and you see a door in the sky. And a voice of someone saying, come up here. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be? This is, this is what is happening to John here. But I want you to think, if, if that voice said to you, come up here, what do you think you would see? Because John describes what he saw. In verse 2, he says, at once I was in the spirit and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. So he says there in verse 2, he says, and once he was in the spirit. Most believe that he didn't physically go to heaven, but somehow in the spirit he went into heaven. And the first thing he explains is he saw a throne with someone sitting on it. But he says the person on the throne had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. Jasper is like a reddish stone and, uh, and Carnelian is clear like a crystal. And he says there was a rainbow like an emerald around the throne. Try to imagine this in your mind. Imagine you're outside and suddenly you're taken up and you see a giant throne with a being on the throne who's glowing like, like Jasper and Carnelian. And there's an emerald-like rainbow around his throne. And then in verse 4, it says, Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments with gold crowns on their head. We're not certain who those 24 elders are, but many people believe they represent the believers of all times. Some say 12 represents the 12 tribes of Israel, and then the other 12 represent the 12 apostles. But, but, but we're, not, we're not completely sure. We just know they have crowns on their head. And later on in chapter 5, you see them casting their crowns at his feet. And then in verse 5, it says, From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. So, so it says the throne itself had lightning and thunder coming from the throne. Have you ever been in a serious thunderstorm? We, we don't get very serious ones here in California. But I've been in places where I've been outdoors in a lightning storm and the sound is just, it's, 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 it is so loud. So imagine this being on his throne and the lightning and the thunder are coming from the throne. But then it, it also describes these, these seven torches of fire. And the Bible says they are the seven spirits of God. 
What does that mean? Isn't there just one Spirit of God? What are these seven spirits of God? We need to be very, very careful here. Again, we're describing someone who is so far beyond us. We want to come at this very humbly. I've heard too many scholars talk about God like they completely understand him. Remember in in a class, in science class, how we would look in those microscopes? And you'd see these little creatures, you know, inside a little microscope. I don't know if you did this, but when we were in uh, high school, you would scrape the inside of your mouth with a little toothpick, and then you would put it under the microscope. And then you'd look, and you'd see all these things crawling around. And you think, wow, that was in my mouth. And you see all these creatures under a microscope. See, too many people treat God like that. We, we look at him as though we're looking at this little creature, you know, that we are studying. And we casually just make these observations as though we're above him somehow. And we can be reading the Bible like we're looking into a microscope. Instead, we should be humbly understanding that we are like those little creatures. And there's no way we're going to completely understand him. And certain things should just be left as mysteries where we just stand in awe of him. And we go, God, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how lightning and thunder can be coming from your throne. I don't understand how you're a being that glows like Jasper and Carnelian. I don't understand how how a rainbow is around your throne. I don't know how you speak and then suddenly a world appears. In verse 6, it says, Before their throne, there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. I don't understand what a sea of glass like crystal would look like. And you have to remember John, who's describing this as a human being. And he's doing his best to use human words, his vocabulary, to explain what he's seeing in heaven. So he's trying to explain it to us using things that we've seen before. He goes, you've seen fire before. Well, these are like pillars of fire. You've seen like, you know, uh, Jasper, Carnelian, these these rubies. You've seen that. He, He looks kind of like that. You've seen rainbows and you've seen emeralds and this was like a like a like an emerald rainbow. But then it gets even stranger. At the end of verse 6 it says around the throne on each side of the throne are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. Father, help us right now. We need your Holy Spirit right now. God, we can't understand what heaven is like just by reading. My best words can't explain this. 
We need your Holy Spirit right now to open the eyes of our hearts so that we stand in wonder of you. God, just these creatures that you created. Holy Spirit, please help us right now. Help us to respect you and your word. Help us to honor what is written. We need your help right now. Please, Father, pour your grace on us. In Jesus' name. Even these high angels that John describes, I want to be so careful in even speaking about them. This is God's creation. And, and he says that they have eyes all over their bodies. I don't understand that. I don't know why he did that. It, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, I mean, even if I came and I had more than two eyes, it would be terrifying, right? What if I took my shoe off and I go, ha, ha, look, I have four more eyes. You would be terrified. This is describing beings that are filled with eyes. It says they have six wings and even their wings are filled with eyes. And, and I think about, let's just forget about God for a second. Let's just think about these creatures. I mean, what if, what if I could pray right now and I could ask God, God, could you have one of those creatures appear in here right now? Let's imagine the one with the face like a lion. I mean, you guys don't know me very well. Maybe I could really do it. Try to imagine if I prayed right now and said, God, could you send one of those beings down for us to see? Try to imagine how you would respond if you saw one of those beings flying right here in the middle of the building. Six wings and eyes all over his body with a face like a lion. And it just shows up. What would you do? You would scream. I know some of you would faint immediately, but we would all be terrified. But look at what these beings are doing. It says in verse 8, it says, Day and night, these creatures, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So, so these creatures who would scare us, they are saying, don't look at me. They're, they're saying, look at the one on the throne. He's so holy. He's so far beyond us. See, we can't even comprehend those high angels. But the high angels are going, no, we are nothing. It's all about the one who made us on that throne. He says, he's holy. Holy means set apart. It means he's not like us. He's beyond us. So when you would say something three times, it means he is perfectly, infinitely beyond us. And it says, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, 
the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. See, there's unity in heaven. They can all see the throne and they all agree he is holy. So as the high angels are screaming his holiness, the 24 elders bow down. And they all agree he is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. He says, because you created all things. You and I exist right now because he wants us alive. You are breathing right now because the one on the throne wants you breathing on the earth. He can change that at any moment. The high angels understand that. The 24 elders understand that. And they all bow before him. You know, when I was younger, um, a lot of times when I would pray, I would fall asleep. I remember I would just kind of casually say some things to God in bed and then fall asleep. And I remember sometimes I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up later and I'd try to think, did I say amen? So then I'd wake up and I'd go, um, amen. Almost like I thought he didn't notice. But, but then I saw this picture of God and it caused me to get out of my bed and get on my knees because I want you to imagine Again, imagine you are John. You're taken up into heaven. Try to picture that's you. You're actually lifted up off of this earth through a doorway and you're standing at the throne. Okay? What would you feel when you saw the throne and this being on the throne? What would you feel when you saw the lightning and the thunder and the fire? And now imagine seeing those four living creatures talking about how holy he is. And imagine those 24 elders just falling down and placing their crowns before the throne. Now imagine you are walking up to the throne. What would be the first thing you would say to him? You think you would fall asleep? You think you would just casually say some things and fall asleep? Then why do we do that when we pray? I realize because a lot of times I forget who I'm speaking to. What changed my life is sometimes I just take 30 seconds to think about who I'm talking to before I pray. It completely changes everything you pray. If you take just 30 seconds to think about who you're speaking to and you just imagine that being on his throne with the lightning and the fire and the angels and then you picture going before his throne and, and speaking to him, it will change your prayer life when you think about who you're speaking to and then you realize he already knows everything you did and thought today. And then you recognize that that being sent his son to die for you. And then you think, if, if he is for me, who can be against me? See, this is what gives us our rest. 
is when we understand his holiness and his power, that's what gives us our rest. Because you go, if he, if he is for me, whom shall I fear? If he desires me and forgives me, why am I not filled with joy? It is so important that we have an accurate picture of him. I want to give you some time right now to speak to him. But I want you to think about who you're speaking to before you just start praying. In fact, if everyone could just bow their heads right now and close their eyes and just forget that anyone else is in the room. Picture yourself going before the throne. Picture a being on the throne that is glowing like Jasper and Carnelian. Picture the lightning and the thunder coming from the throne. Picture these torches of fire around the throne. Think about the four living creatures filled with eyes and six wings screaming, holy, holy, holy. And imagine 24 elders just falling on their faces and casting their crowns before the throne. And now speak to that God on the throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Almighty God, we agree with the angels in heaven that you are holy. You created every one of us. And we only exist because you allow us to exist. We want to use our lives to bring you honor. Because you are an amazing holy God. And we came here today to join with the angels in heaven. To declare that you are worthy of all honor and power and glory. We need your Holy Spirit, Lord. So that we can worship you like you deserve. So that we can trust your word like we should. Oh God, give us greater faith right now. I believe that many of you, as you were praying, you immediately saw your own sin. This happens all the time in scripture. When Isaiah saw God, he immediately saw his own sin. Even when Peter encountered Jesus, he said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And I think some of you, when you came into the presence of God, he showed you your own sinfulness. You need to trust right now that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 
and you need to repent. You need to stand before that God and say, God, I want this sin out of my life and to believe that the Holy Spirit can give you victory over that sin. If that God can speak the world into existence, how dare we think that he can't give us power to put our sins to death? Maybe there's some of you in this room that have never told God that you believe in his son. And so it's, it's scary to you to come before the throne of God. But the Bible says we can have confidence as we come before the throne because of his promise in Jesus. So you can go before the throne right now and say to that God on his throne, God, I need your forgiveness. My only hope before you is what Jesus did on the cross. I need that forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. I believe he paid for my sin and I'm made clean because of his blood. And I believe he rose from the dead and is seated at your right hand. And I need his resurrection power to enter into me. I invite your spirit to enter into me. Holy Spirit, enter me because of the blood of Jesus and help me live my days as a true follower of you, a true lover of you. Knowing you and adoring you from the depth of my being. We praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Love Podcast. We will see you next time with a new episode. But until then, for more resources from Crazy Love Ministries or to support the work of Crazy Love, please visit our website at crazylove.org. Thanks 